This is Sarah's O'Reilly Auto Parts story. Driving cross-country with two young children is ambitious, to say the least. Then our check engine light came on. We pulled into O'Reilly Auto Parts and they tested it. Turned out it was a faulty sensor. They referred us to a great mechanic just down the street and we were back on the road in no time. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. What's up, y'all? This Shaquille Bear, Super Bowl 50 and 55 champ. I want to let y'all know y'all listen to one of the best sports shows out there right now. And thanks for tuning in to the Rough Cut Sportscast. What's up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of the Rough Cut Sportscast. I am your host, the one and only Vinny Milani, joined as always by the man, your boy. AJ Johnson. What's up, buddy? See, see what had happened to everybody. Because we was <laughs> on time. We were ready to go. It's not, it's not anybody's fault. You know, it's <laughs> school comes first. School comes first. You know, a man had class. He had to be I in did. class. He ain't jump out of class. I'm proud of him. I was gonna start the show and let him come in, but that hurt me last time. So I just, you know, I waited a couple minutes. I gave him the time necessary. Dude. He learned some things today. Education is up top now. He's smarter so, than he was an hour and a half ago. And here we just, are. Just so everyone knows, like, so if the intro sounded any weird or if you saw food coming out of my mouth during the intro, <laughs> which is gross, by the way, and I apologize for nothing. I have Tijuana Flats here. And I was Ooh. really trying to get, like, a, 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 some food before I actually went live. Because, like, literally, I ended class and we started the show. Yeah, like that was the thing. It was unbelievable. I appreciate everyone sticking with me. We've got a great show tonight, though. We're talking NBA playoffs. We're talking about the Suns clinching. We're talking about the Tampa Bay Lightning going up by two. And we're going to talk a little Hawks Bucks. And AJ, I know that I talked to you about like in the brief minute that we talked about what's going on in the show and how we're laying it out. I've already changed it. (laughs) I've already changed it. Because the Bucks and Hawks are playing right now. Mm-hmm. And that's a very big deal. And if you are watching the show, maybe you're watching on the, on a, a tablet or a phone or cellular device, you could turn on the Hawks-Bucks game and watch that while we talk about what's happening. Something along those lines. But AJ, I need to know lines. from you, I need to know where, from you where, where's your head at right now? Trey Young's out. Giannis is out. Those are big guys being out. And we talked about it last night about how the Bucks get the edge in terms of talent, but it's not that far off. Where are you at? You What's your feeling play. like? What are you doing? Starlight, star bright. I wish I may. I wish I might have the stars in the game tonight. This is going to be trash. I am not excited. Like, I'm happy that we get to have this game. I'm happy that, you know, you can say it's quote unquote even playing field if you want but it's so it's so sad to be watching playoff games with such such stakes on the line and there's no stars to play in the game i understand it is what it is and we're gonna have to hope that the role players more than ever really step up and play and i'm expecting to see that from the collective of the hawks i'm excited about the hawks because that word right there the collective yeah, they have so many players who can play and lean on each other. Whereas the Bucks are going to be looking a lot to Chris Middleton tonight. They're hoping Bobby Portis can play a lot of big minutes and step up and rise to the occasion. But I mean, he's going to have to have a baller of a game down low to even come close to what Giannis means to this team. So uh, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that the Bucks get a little lost. I was hoping Trey Young would play in this game. They really need to get ahead just in case. Like I said yesterday, in case it's a Joel Embiid situation and Giannis is back and looks just as good in game six. 
So I'm hoping. I'm hoping we pull this one out tonight. And I think Lemon Pepper Lou's got some stuff in the bag Lemon, and he's going to help dude, it out. That's my boy. I I've, I don't know why. I have now gotten so attached to Lemon Pepper Lou it's just nickname, because bro. of the fact that his nickname <laughs> yeah. is Lemon Pepper Lou. I, I, I got a rebuttal for this, that's but I want to give a shout out. I want to give a shout out to the chat that's buzzing right now. Shout out Beth on YouTube. Shout out Bailey on YouTube. You guys get special shout outs first. Because YouTube is that damn important to us. And then, of course, shout out Kelly. Shout out Chris. And then, of course. Oh, wait. I didn't even I didn't even mean to uh, bring that specific Kelly comment up. But I did call the Bolts winning 3-1 last he did. night. He did. I did. I did. Shout That's out that. Fact. We'll, we'll talk some hockey in just a second. And, of course, we're going to dive into the Phoenix Suns beating and taking out the Los Angeles Clippers. But AJ... How are you feeling on Trey Young? Bailey asked me this question earlier today. He said, he said, this ankle injury might actually be a little bit more serious than we thought. And I said last night that I thought it was a precautionary, like sit out for the last game. Now he's sitting out again. Is this more precautionary because Giannis is out or is this something that you're worried about? I, I know we're not, I know we don't like the fence, but I do think it's a little bit of both. Like I think if he had to absolutely had to, he would try to go tonight. I believe that. But with Giannis being out and them not being 100% certain, if he can take the rest, he can take the rest. I mean, you saw when Giannis went out in game four, the Hawks were playing really well. They were ahead. When Trey went out in game three, they were playing very well. They were ahead. So there's a lot of belief in this Hawks team. They fight. They fought with the best already. I mean, they're here in the Eastern Conference Finals. So I think they did err on the side of caution. But Look, bone bruises in the ankles aren't anything to really just shake your head about. Especially, I mean, especially think about, in basketball, man. Right. Think about Steph Curry when he had all of his ankle injuries and how much of him we got to miss. That could easily be the same thing for a guard who's twitchy, who's quick, who handles the ball and who explodes to the rim like that when when he does decide to go. So and take it from me, somebody who's twisted and rolled their ankles over and over again playing ball. It ain't fun. It's not fun. No. So I, I think I think the fact that Giannis isn't in the game and seeing how they played last last uh two nights ago that there's some belief that they could they could get the W without Trey and hopefully at the very least play it so close like this has to be yeah. either the Hawks need to blow them out or you're hoping if the Hawks took it out it was by like a last minute or a last like 30 second bucket or something of that nature but yeah. hopefully we get so that we're getting it done. So getting you know, you know how we do it here on the rough cut. We kind of like we like to oh, I'm so oh, there we go. We kind of like Hi. to we kind of like to break things down for people who may, might not actually know the ins and outs of basketball, certain players and things like that. AJ, there's no stars in this game. Casual fans pro I wouldn't know if I didn't do this show, I would not know what the hell was going on. So in the sense that it's a 2-2 matchup, can you give us in, some insight on some of the, the players to watch out for while this game is happening, while fans are watching it on their TVs, while they watch us, of course? What, what's, what's, the, what's the lowdown on players not named Trey Young and Giannis Antetokounmpo? Yeah, so uh, we'll, start, we'll start with my guys back here. Uh, and you've seen, if you've been watching these stars, you've seen a lot of these players be a focal point from the stars. For instance, on the Hawks, you, you see Trey Young throw alley-oops and, and lobs to John Collins all day. If you don't remember John Collins, he's the guy that was choking out Joel Embiid while dunking on his head and catching alley-oop. Sick. Put it on a shirt before the press conference. That's badass. <laughs> Clint Capella, it was. same situation. He's the other lob partner, you know, the guy that cuts to the hole and is looking to throw lobs. He also is the main defender down low. These are the two guys you're looking for to bring the defense and bring the spark and bring the energy. The other, there's, if you want to go over the starting five here, because the Hawks have it like that. They really do. Danilo Gallinari has been a playoff master recently. Uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich, his shot is getting better. He looks like he's a little bit more healthy. He dropped a 20 spot the other night in the win and was shooting from everywhere. That's because the guard play was stepped up from Lemon Pepper Lou. That's that lob to a Clay Capella My that guy. we're talking about. Lemon Pepper Lou, if he can get the offense running the way Trey had it running, if he can get the, the pick and roll moving, if he can find Bogdan on the corner, if he can find Kevin Herter on the corner, if he can find Danilo Gallinari, wherever he wants to be, if he can facilitate the offense, they're going to be just fine. On the Buck side, a lot of this is going to fall on Chris Middleton. They're missing so many other pieces. Chris Middleton, 
I think he's averaging something like 24 points when Giannis is out. That has to go up to like 30, to like 35 almost, to be honest, because you're not getting the 30 and 10 from Giannis plus his 28 normally. You're talking about a guy who Kendrick Perkins called Batman in this situation. It's time to be Batman. We're trying to (laughs) (laughs) like that needs to happen, right? Other than that, you're hoping that Brooke Lopez can decide to play a little bit of post game with Giannis there. He always was okay to be that stretch five and pull Clint Capella or John Collins out to the perimeter. And that allowed Giannis to eat. Now with Giannis gone, Brooke Lopez has to be able to do both. He has to play an inside and an outside game. And then Bobby Porter, who I mentioned earlier, he's the guy who's going to get the minutes that Giannis isn't eating up tonight. And Bobby Portis is a talented player. Bobby Portis can play down low, but again, He's not going to get you. I don't think he's getting you 30 and 10. And if he does, he's playing out of his mind and talk about next man up mentality. So I'm I'm looking like he has to be able to control that paint over a Clint Capella who's a rebound monster. If if he doesn't come out with at least 15 rebounds, at least 18 points, it's gonna be a hard night. It's gonna be a hard night down low for the Bucks. And then lastly, Beth. I know you said it's a 13-point lead. I don't care nothing about first quarter leads unless they're up by 30. Because nine times out of 10, I mean, we've already seen the Hawks come back from 18 down in the third quarter, from 26 down in the third quarter. This happens in the playoffs. They they, they start slow. They figure out what they're going to do as a team without Giannis. Nate McMillan makes these adjustments, and then they come out in halftime, and they put that fear in you. They fight, and they fight back, and they fight back hard. So right now, sure, it's going to be a slow start. You hope they can pick it up. If they're not hitting shots, then we got a different conversation. But. I'm not worried about first quarter leads, even a set, even a, even a halftime lead. It better be by like 30 or I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. That's gross. Okay. Kelly. That is gross. Game of the runs. That's gross. <laughs> it is I'm a game of runs. I'm just kidding. I know. I know. I get it. And what, what's funny. What's great though. And this is, this could kind of put a wrap on this first. I'm going to get a prediction from you in just a second for this game. Uh, second Beth's comments though, about basketball. I I'm going to go out on a limb here. Cause I know Beth personally, I don't think she gave a shit about basketball before watching our show. And then, shout, <laughs> and then shout out to my boy, Kyle at here in Puckburg, which I'm going to plug that episode in just a second. But this comment here, that is what this show is about. Ladies and gentlemen is reigniting that passion for sports. Cause that's the thing. All sports can be great if you get into it in the right way. And that's what we do. AJ, basketball predictions are a little different. Yeah, I feel like predicting score is harder in basketball yeah. than it is hockey. But I'm wanna, I want a score prediction right now from you, <laughs> Hawks, Bucks. All right. Um, I'm going to go, oof, Brooke Lopez down low with Alley. See, he's doing it inside game. <laughs> um, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with the Hawks in a surprise win on the road. And I'm going to say it is going to be something like 111 to 107. Okay. Close game. Yeah. Close game. Yes. I like that. I think this has to be a close game. Yeah. I mean, you think, you think about, you think about the way the last game ended again, I told you Atlanta was fighting uh, even without Trey young and while Giannis was in there. But as soon as Giannis went out, they just kind of didn't know what to do. You know, they couldn't figure out what their game plan would be. I don't think that's the case. They came in here prepared to play without Giannis. And I think that uh, Budenholzer is going to have a game plan set. It's just going to be about, it's no homer by, well, yeah, actually, of course, like <laughs> in that one, but, but I'm not, I'm not necessarily wrong about this. You've seen it. You've seen these Hawks fight against every single team. I've talked about it before. This is exactly what Philly looked like. We won game one, surprisingly. Lost back-to-back games, expectedly. Won game four, surprisingly. And they fought through game seven. I said from Jump Street, I think this can go seven. I didn't think it'd be like this with Trey and Giannis being out, but we're here, and that's what it is. So I think Budenhoser will come with the game plan, and I think Nate McMillan will make the adjustments that got him the extension that you guys haven't heard about yet. But the thing is, though, you say if you think Nate McMillan is going to make these adjustments, Nate McMillan, I feel like has already they they've already played a game without Trey Young. They made yeah. the adjustments. They looked good. They looked good right, in that but, game without Trey Young. Obviously, but now you have to, to level, adjust but. to a team without Giannis. It's very different to be like, this is our game plan. This is how we stop Giannis. And when these two guys are focused on that wall, the other three players have to be doing something completely different than in a game plan where you're not focused on Giannis. So. 
it's cool. Y'all call me Homer all you want. I mean, if I had said the Bucks, you'd be like, wow, AJ, no faith in your team. Like, yeah, that's exactly how it would have been. That's exactly how it would have been. We can't please these people. We can't. We yeah, just can't. Yeah. There's just too much going cool. on, okay? It's cool. We'll see I'd rather how that be goes. wrong supporting my boys than wrong, you know, not believing in my boys. That- which you could have happened because who you, you could have went with the reverse psychology route and said the Bucks will just blow them out and then and it Karma doesn't knows. happen. And you're like Karma knows if I do it on purpose, that's how it goes down. I have to actually have the feeling for just a little bit of the feeling at the very least, and uh, I'm not going to tell y'all what the feelings are except I Hawks got a feeling <laughs> that tonight's gonna be a Hawks dub. That tonight's gonna be a Hawks dub. Okay, that's it. Sorry, that went on way, way too long. You okay, get, oh, oh, it was it's just okay. beautiful. It was just beautiful. I had to like. You want to every time it gets in the light and it just shines, just shine, shine, like shimmering, <laughs> splendid. Nice. Right, so we both went two different ways. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There it is. Well, AJ, since we're plugging shamelessly, oh. why don't you tell everyone where they can follow us at? Ooh, Will. Well, I eat a taco. Second or third and foremost, go to Twitter at roughcut underscore sports and then on roughcut sports at Facebook and then the roughcut sportscast on Instagram. Hey, if you're not already on YouTube watching us tonight, go ahead and make that jump. It's roughcut sportscast. We love the tubes. We are trying to do this every day. And the way for us to do that is for you to go to YouTube, watch the show there, subscribe, hit that bell, share the show with your friends on Facebook and on Twitter and on Instagram where we all talk about it. And then that way, everyone's like, oh, wow, these YouTube guys are pretty dope. We should watch them more often. And then we hit 4,000 watch hours and people are like, oh, cool. These guys are important. And then we get the subscribers and they go up above 1,000. And then we get monetized. And then we do this six, seven days a week. And then you guys are so much happier. That was so beautiful. <laughs> that was so beautiful. I was able to eat my steak quesadilla. I, I was you, able to. Homie. I was able to have a bite. I was able to have a bite. That was beautiful. And you gotta tell everybody. Yeah. You gotta yeah. tell everybody that is the biggest thing, man. Tell everybody. Support everybody. the show. Everybody. Your brother, your sister, your mama, your cousin, your auntie, your uncle, your nephew, your cousin, your minute. brother, your third, second child, remove all that kind of stuff. Tell them all, okay. Tell them all. Shout out to everyone who's on the YouTube. And while we're giving the Kelly, shout outs. There, Kelly, there should just be a chat on the right side. You may have to look and see about like there's a minimize button possibly. Yeah. Uh, somebody uh, over on YouTube. Help my man Kelly out. Yeah. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. There it is. Hi, wife. Hi, wife. There you go. Hi, wife. But while we're giving shout outs here, while we're giving shout outs, I want to give a big time shout out to my boy, Kyle. At here in Puckburg, this guy, man, I went on his show last week. We recorded it after our show on Friday. The episode dropped t- yesterday, Wednesday, okay. on all podcasting platforms. You can check it out here in Puckburg. Kyle does a great job. His concept of his show is incredible. I was on talking about my life story in the hockey world, how I started from roller hockey to junior hockey to playing college hockey to being right here at the Rough Cut. It was a great time. If you want to learn a a little bit more about myself, or even if you're a hockey fan and want to talk with Kyle on here in Puckburg, he is more than welcome to have you on. I mean, his concept is fantastic. Check him out here in Puckburg on uh, Twitter and Instagram here in Puckburg and on all podcasting platforms. Proud partner of the Belly Up Sports Network, which we are a part of and happy to be a part of. Check out all the great shows that are on the Belly Up Sports Network. And AJ. Sir, buddy, what it do, baby, guy, bro? friend, pal, compadre, <laughs> guy, you, guy. <laughs> I'm not your guy, buddy. <laughs> I'm not your buddy, pal. I'm not your Bye. pal, guy. I'm not friend, your guy, okay. friend. It's great. <laughs> Terrence and Philip South Park references are the best. But AJ, last night we had our show called Do or <laughs> My wife is listening to us in the other room, and that part just, just came up about laughing. the I'm not your buddy pal came up and i was like i can hear it it sounds great (laughs) last night bolts went up two nothing in the series against montreal Canadiens. it was a game it was a it was a good game for hockey fans and the montreal Canadiens outplayed the tampa bay lightning all most of the game most of the game and that is the problem that's the problem (laughs) that's the problem buddy 
The Montreal Canadiens outplayed the Tampa Bay Lightning all game. I believe the shots were what forty plus to twenty three, somewhere around those. Forty three to like forty three to like twenty four, twenty five. Yeah, I think some, it was. something along those lines. That's not good. I, I, like Montreal fans will look at that and think, "Oh, this is a positive where we are building on on this. We had all these shots." That's not a positive because you can't figure out this man right here. Andre Vasilevsky last night was lights out. He was aggressive with his poke checks. He was aggressive out coming out on his crease. He was aggressive all night long, making big time staves. This man is arguably the best goaltender in the league. Yes, I know, AJ, he didn't win the Vesna, and you're upset about that. But what he did Lightning. for the Tampa Bay Lightning last night was incredible. And if you're the Montreal Canadiens, you're obviously going in, into the locker room and into the warmups and everything for next game. You're thinking, okay, we, 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 we did good. We did a lot better than game one. We're rolling now. We, we were, we're on the cusp of, of getting a dub. I don't think so. I really, the more I watch these games, the more I think it's going to be a sweep. And I said, I said, bolts in five. I thought Montreal can, could walk away with, it could steal a dub because of Carey Price. Well, last night, Carey Price was phenomenal. You outshot the Bolts by by almost, you, you doubled their shots. You still lost because you couldn't figure out Andre Vasilevsky. It's a big problem. And everyone tells me, oh, they're going home. They're going to be able to win on home ice. What's home ice advantage for Montreal? What's home ice advantage? I, I, I don't know what it is because they don't, they're, they're limited capacity. Canada has yeah. already, already said it, that they're still going to be a limited capacity for the rest of the playoffs. There's travel. That's, that's fine. That's that, that doesn't scare me. The Tampa Bay lightning <laughs> are that good of a team to where it will not matter. Bolts. I said bolts in five, but I'm really going to say bolts in four and do not be surprised. Well, oh yeah. Uh, listen, listen. I'm, I'm with you. I still believe. I still believe that the Canadians are going to get one game. It just, it just feels like they've come this far and they've played so well against, against all the odds that they got to figure out how to get one game. I believe they'll get one game. Um, other than that, yeah, you're right. I mean, Tampa Bay just, they just have too much. I mean, you, you think of, at a night with, uh, without Alex Kalorn and they. Sure, they didn't get as many shots on goal as they would have liked, but they held strong. Vassy did save them this game for sure. I mean, 42 saves on 43 shots, a career high. Like, that's nuts. What? That's fantastic. 97% save against 23 saves from Carey Price, by the way. That's how many shots he had. 20 saves on 23 shots attempted. Like, and what, I, just, I what? don't think they'll figure this, this out completely. One game, sure. Other than that, doubtful. What did I tell you about last night? I know I said a lot of things about Montreal and Tampa. Like, uh, which part? But there's one thing that I told you last night. It was when we were talking about who needs to step up. Corey Perry had a goal last night after I said he's going to have to be the one who steps up. That's fine and dandy. But what did I say? I said that you have to have that depth scoring to be able to compete with Tampa because their depth scoring wins them hockey games. Who had that goal last night? A game-winning goal last night for Tampa. Barkley Goudreau. Not Braden Point, not Steven Stamkos, not Nikita Kucherov, not even Victor Hedman or, or Sergachev. Not, not, not a big-name player. A fourth-line player for Tampa. He's third-line for Tampa. I shouldn't say that. But Doesn't feel like that's it. the depth. That's the depth that's winning these hockey games that Montreal has, just cannot keep up with. And I want to give a shout-out to uh, – I can't remember their GM's, their GM's name. Brisebois? Pretty sure that's how you pronounce his last name, Brisebois. He took over for Steve Eiserman after he left. This is going really deep, and this will be the last thing I say. He needs a I'm lot going. of credit here. He needs a lot of credit here because after Steve Eiserman left, he was one of those guys that you're like, okay, Steve Eiserman is was known for fleecing teams at the trade deadline to make the Tampa Bay Lightning better, and that's what ha helped them win that Stanley Cup. But a move that Eiserman did not make that Brisebois made was the, the acquisition of Barkley Goudreau. And at the time, a lot of people, it's Barkley Goudreau and Blake Coleman. 
I did I did mess that up. I did mess that up. It was Blake Coleman. Both of them are like the same player to me. Both of <laughs> them are the same go. player to me. And both of them were acquired post Steve Eiserman era. And when the moves were made, I'm pretty sure Tampa gave up first round picks for Blake Coleman and first round picks for Barkley Goudreau. And these two guys are both fourth line, third line guys. No more, no, nothing more than that. We're not talking first line talent. We're not talking second line talent. Third and fourth line guys, you are giving a first round pick for. That's a lot. Everyone knows that that's a universal thing right there. In every, every sport, you have first round picks, and that means a lot. Tampa gave up that for depth players. That move has, go, has literally won them one Stanley Cup and is about to win them a second Stanley Cup. Brisebois deserves a ton of credit for what he has done to keep this Tampa Bay Lightning team at the tippy top of the NHL. Well, so is that you finally saying that we played it correctly and we didn't cheat? We just, you know, well, no, I, let's not and... let let's not let's not. Oh, and and that too, David Savard. David Savard was a was a great ad as well. And what the funny part about that one is is. He was a top two pairing in Columbus, and now he's a third pairing for Tampa. That's just how deep they are. It's scary, man. I'm not saying, and I'm not forgetting that they cheated to get here. I'm just giving them the respect that they deserve. How do you even say that in the same sentence? You can't call them cheaters and then say you're giving them the respect they deserve. Well, I respect <laughs> cheaters. I respect cheaters. My favorite player is Brad Marchand. He's the dirtiest player in the league. One of. One of. But. I digress. Chris, it's my background. <laughs> oh, oh no, 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 no. Okay. So I'm going to get into this one. I'm going to get into this one. Uh-oh. Chris brought this up to me at work. He was like, cause he was going to ask you this, not because really he, the reason why he's asking you this is because he <laughs> saw your old show, your old show. <laughs> That was that a different AJ. That was a, di- that was a different AJ. You know, that was um, that was me getting my feet wet and really learning about the industry. Yes, getting your feet wet, <laughs> huh? Getting your feet wet. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's that's what yeah. that. Yeah. That was a uh, was a good one. Those were good days. Those were good days. Yeah. I was quite young and and still love sports though. <laughs> yeah. Good. Good. In just a different way. That um. And just so so you were higher on though, sp- you were higher on sports then though than now I would say. <laughs> Probably more than likely, definitely, yeah. uh, definitely, uh, yeah, definitely a lot higher than we we're on observation. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Okay, we'll move on. We'll move on because we got a main event to get into where we're talking Phoenix Suns advancing to the NBA Finals. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. AJ, look at this. You got a lot of support for fourth and twenty, buddy. Got a lot of support. Got a lot of support. There you go. There you go. Hey, mom. Hey, look at that. Hey, mom's in the chat. That's love. Shout out to my mom, everybody. Say hello to the wonderful lady that gave you this slightly wonderful man in front of you here today. I'm glad we stopped talking about the uh, the red eyes. (laughs) 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 Oh, great times. Great times. (laughs) <laughs> there it is. There it is. Let's get into the main event, though, AJ. The Phoenix Suns are now advancing to the NBA Finals. It is a feel-good moment, man. Chris Paul, after years and years in the NBA, is finally going to the NBA Finals. That is a true yeah. story that even everyone in the chat who doesn't really follow basketball brought up. This Chris Paul going to the Finals. AJ, let's get into the game itself. Before we get into the future of the finals last night, Clippers got bounced by the Suns. What were your thoughts? What happened? Well, you know, after it was over, you kind of look back and you just say, it's another chapter in the same story. You had a superstar who had a superstar game in game five, give it all. And then there was just nothing left in the tank. They were exhausted. They were tired. They fought their way back from insurmountable odds. And that's why a 3-1 deficit is so hard to come back from, you know? So you you look at Paul George, who went crazy, 
and had nothing left. And then you look at CP3, who we've been waiting for to do this, and he just went demonstrative on these guys. It was so fun to watch CP3 do point God things last night. And we talked about it. I told you, I do not see CP3 coming into this game six and giving it a chance to go to a game seven. He's been here too many times. His his career, his legacy is marred with three to one upsets and three to two upsets where they're they're leading and they somehow find a way to lose it. He wasn't going to live that life again. And the way he took these guys from a not even in the playoffs last year, even though they went eight no in the bubble, and if you weren't on notice then, you weren't paying attention to the number two team in the in the West, like the number two team in the West. Think about that. That is the that is ridiculous of a change, right? Yeah. So you come into the playoffs against the Clippers, who against elimination at that point were three and zero, and you you didn't want you didn't want to count them out, but it just it just felt like they didn't have much left in the tank. And Chris Paul took advantage of that. You look at it last night. He had some very familiar stats. 31 points on 75% shooting in the second half. You know who did that in these series? Paul George in game five. Chris Paul said, hold my beer. And they closed <laughs> him out. He's a Western Conference Finals, and he's on the way to his first NBA Finals appearance. I'm, I can't be more excited for him. I hope, I hope. I hope he enjoys it because if the Hawks go, I have to root against them. But, you know, other than that, like, you know, if the Bucks go, CB3 all the way. Yeah. <laughs> hey, do I get any credit for uh, saying that the Hawks, the not you the Hawks, do. the uh, Suns are going, we're going to go to the finals? I said that. You do. I did. You did. It was all you me. did. You, you, you picked your horse and you rode them all the way around the track, bro, and I'm proud of you. And, and it was not an easy race. It was not an easy ride. They had some adversity, even though they kind of I, – I also saw this today, and it makes me upset because people keep hating. So somebody showed the Phoenix Suns with their three stars and said, road to the finals. And the pictures were just of Denver having Jamal Murray injured, the Lakers having Anthony Davis oh, injured, no. and the Clippers having Kawhi injured. Chill That's out. Not- like That's stop right. this is a part of the game these these boys are still the most complete team and i said from jump street that i thought they could have beat beaten the lakers at full strength that team did not have enough around lebron and ad i'm sorry this the phoenix suns are a complete team they are a complete team and they deserve to be here so stop the hate and let's see how they do in the finals that's hey yeah. hey i've been given i've been given the suns the credit all all postseason i've been well blindly giving them the credit at first and then obviously following along that's go ahead go ahead give it a shout out give it a shout out second mama second mama (laughs) there it is (laughs) whoa 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 you you doing this you said you said we were not allowed to break the fourth wall of what your name is Oh, you well, said, you know, it's just that we were not allowed well. to do that. <laughs> hey, it's second mama. I can't. I mean, she's known me since before I knew how to talk. I can't tell her. I to have call no me. problem with that. I can't tell her to call me. You got yeah, to hey, be that way. I don't. We can just gloss right over that and keep <laughs> on moving. <laughs> no way. Shout out Sammy Pitt. That's uh, that's that's that's, that's love. That's, that's love. That's, up, that's uh, that's good. That's love. That's family. Hey, I'm. <laughs> respect <laughs> respect that's and that's what we want we love we love when everyone tunes in we greatly appreciate it because we put so much time and effort into this show and when people that we love we love personally love come in here to support us that means that they're the realist they are the realist and we yeah. appreciate you guys yeah. tuning in so uh with the with the suns moving on to the finals here is it easy to say that Whoever comes out of the West or the East, if it if they don't have their it, well, if Giannis isn't playing, then you really this is tough. Are they that much better? The Suns are they that much better than the two teams in the East? Or, yeah, East. They're they're that much more complete. You know, listen. Once again, Monty Williams should have been Coach of the Year. And if you ask me, last night once again showed why. That last series showed me why he should have been Coach of the Year. It's funny, like all my people just get robbed, you know, Vasilevsky with the Vesna, Monty Williams, the coach of the year. But, you know, I digress. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is going to this is going to sound some bias because I do think if the Bucks don't have Giannis, but they make it on and they go to the finals. And it's so crazy to say, because I believe they can get to the finals, but then I think they're overmatched by the Suns. Uh, I think without Giannis, they can't beat the Suns. I find it very hard pressed to believe that. 
I do believe that if the Hawks get there, that they just, they, they have such an offense, a very potent offense that, that can make, make fits for the Phoenix Suns. I think, I don't think it's fair to say the West is absolutely going to win, but I, I do have them favorited over whoever. Yeah, comes I, up to I feel like that you have to, you have to. And let me, let me backtrack here. Let me backtrack here. I skipped over something I really wanted to ask you. What is the final verdict on Paul George after this? Has he changed? Oh, you know what? Has he changed his mind? Have you changed your mind a little bit on him at all from when, me when the postseason started? Has it changed? It 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 has changed since the postseason started. And I want everyone to understand I am one of the few people that you will get this from. I give kudos to Paul George. I give kudos to Paul George. Like I said before. I wasn't unfair. What I said about Paul George was just facts. Until this postseason, he hadn't done it. He'd had great games. He's a good player. We expect him to show up. But he was put in a position where he had to be that guy, and he did it. Paul George scored 20 points in all 19 playoff games this season. All 19 games, he scored 20 points. He carried his team when they needed it. He was there in closeout games, dropping 41 in a game five. That's that story, man. You know, you, you lose a player, you have to step up, you're down in an insurmountable amount, and he comes up and has a superstar game in game five, leaves it all on the line. But unfortunately, he had nothing left in the tank, and he still put up 20 last night. You you alluded to it. It looked like he wasn't even shook by that loss last night. It was because he knew there was – I mean, he, he did everything he possibly could. They just didn't have enough. They just didn't have enough. So to take – to look at this game where – Chris Paul did what he did and expect Paul George to do the exact same thing to take them to game seven. Sure. As a star, it's expected, but let's be honest. Like that's, that's really hard pressed to do. And so I give him his props. He had a great playoff series. Guess what? Next season. Do it do again. It again. Do, it again. <laughs> do it again. I feel like, I feel like we did come to a conclusion on where we have, I feel like it's more guaranteed now. It's more set in stone where Paul George is on like the level of stardom and things like that. I view, and maybe I'm wrong here. I view Paul George as the same type of player like Jimmy Butler. It's those guys, they're stars. They're not superstars. They're great players who do great things. But like to me, there's the superstars. There's Kevin Durant, LeBron, Steph, uh, James Harden, I mean, you're, maybe not. You're maybe right. not even James Harden. I don't even know if I want to put James Harden on that list. But like, there's the superstars that you know. Well, no, because listen here. Listen, <laughs> what did James Harden do in Houston? What did he do in Houston? I'm talking about guys who change cultures as a superstar. And I feel like we view we we talk about Paul George like he should be that that guy. But that's not where he is. He's on that star level with guys like Jimmy Butler, guys like Kyrie Irving, guys like uh, I'm not going to go down the list further and embarrass yeah. myself. But no, like- I got you. I got you. No, I'm with you. I mean, and that that says a good statement. I'll, I'll just say this once and let, let it ride. James Harden is a superstar in this league. I am okay. sorry. Okay, he, that's he just fair. Says, that's fair. He, he just says he has not won. He has not won. But look, we're talking about Chris Paul who once was a superstar in this league and is now still one of the top-notch, most respected top five point guards of all time, he hadn't won either. And he was with James Harden. But that's that on that. You are 100% correct to me with Paul George. I, I don't think he's a superstar. I think he's had the opportunity to be the number one when he's in Indiana. They were a little further off than they would like to be. When he got to OKC, uh, Russell Westbrook tried to make him the number one as in the one option because he's the guy who's getting him the ball. And when he was with Russell Westbrook, he had an MVP campaign. He he finished third. You know, that was one of the best years he was going to have. But I don't think he is a superstar. I think he is a top notch star. I think he's fantastic. I think he is somebody you do game plan for because when he has all his pieces, he's just as liable to go off for 35 or more on any given night. It's just not he's doing 35 or more night in and night out. And that's elite superstar level. Yeah. Yeah. No, I and that's 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 what I'm saying. It's just it's just different. There's tears. I'm not Maybe listening we'll t- to Bailey. No, I I I would Bailey's a hard hater. I was about to say, I wouldn't I wouldn't even I, I wouldn't even link link that comment up because like <laughs> you talk about Homer. Bailey yeah. rides Bailey goes hard in the paint with like his teams. Cause if if you betray his teams, he'll go. 
Yeah. He's a, he's a burn the Jersey type. He's a, (laughs) he is a burn the Jersey type. He's aggressive. He hates, he hates, he hates hard, which is good. We like that passion. Sometimes we like that passion, but, but with, 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 with Paul George though, getting back to him and, and, and the level of superstar and stars, I feel like with all sports, I want to pull up the comment here of, of Bailey that, you hop in right away. You can't let us finish our conversation before bringing you on. <laughs> what are you, a rookie? Is your first time? I can't control. I can't even say words. First of all, I can't control whether I enter the studio or not. When I come into the thing, oh, uh, okay. it automatically puts okay, me in ho- there. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we have a special guest, a surprise special guest. He is joining this show live from his car in Calif- car in California, baby. He's my best friend, Mr. One Vote, Aaron, the Mukesia. Mukes. He's not having the Paul George slander. Uh, first of all, first of all, number one, I'm actually not in California. I'm in Nevada right now. Live from the car <laughs> in Nevada, it's Aaron Mukes. Oh, that's Sorry. awesome. Right, AJ's so audio look. is going to be so shitty tonight. Uh, it'll be all right. I can listen. <laughs> what a, first of all, great, great show you guys got going on here. Um, but I, I felt the need to hop in and I don't want to take over the show, but I need to address a few points that have been made throughout you the show. Even wait for final countdown. <laughs> No, no, no. I do have something for Final Countdown that I want to get your guys' opinion on, but that's later. Um, <laughs> shit. Um, so, okay, so first of all, let's just, let's start with the Paul George thing since you guys were there. And I'm not going to go crazy on this because, AJ, we've had the discussions back and forth. You gave Paul George his credit. That's all I really cared about. I'm, I'm actually happy with, with where you're at on Paul George. I agree. To the haters at Paul George out there, I just want people to remember. This dude had a career-threatening injury. And has admittedly said he will never be back to the player he once was. And he's still this damn good. So much, much respect to him for that, because I don't think people realize how hard it is to rehab an injury like that, both physically and mentally. What was his injury? And, I don't, I, what was his injury? I don't it, know. it was gross. His entire leg was, was shredded. His entire leg on the USA he team. He hit the stanchion and that thing like turned like it was, yeah. it was gross. And it was in a FIBA tournament. It wasn't even in the NBA. Yeah. You know, so yeah. it was kind of extracurricular for the league, but yeah, they, they really did think that he may not ever play basketball again. Yeah. And so yeah. for him to come back and be as good as he is now, still on both ends of the floor, that's why I have a lot of respect for him. And I do understand he has a different mentality and it might not mean as much as some guys in the league because of the things he's had to overcome. That's number one. Number two, Vinny, I'm coming right at you. Um, you and AJ, you brought up a name. I'm actually, I'm coming at both you guys kind of, you brought up a name Harden about being a superstar. And then you kind of backtracked because you weren't sure whether he was a superstar or not. And then AJ came on and said, oh. oh, he's definitely a superstar. I think we have to be careful with calling James Harden any more than what we called Chris Paul five years ago. He's 33 years old and he still hasn't won anything. And, and Vinny pointed that out. But, but, but. What you coming at me for? But what I'm saying is this is the problem I have when we evaluate NBA players, we pick and choose which guys it's okay not to win with. So I'm a believer in you don't. No, 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 no. I'm a listen. I'm a believer that you don't have to win in professional sports to be a superstar. It takes so much, so many good things happening. So much good luck. Look at Chris Paul. Look how much luck he's had to have this year. As good as he's been, it still took some luck to get where he's at in order to win. It doesn't take anything away from where he's been. And what he's done. And I think that's the biggest thing. I am not a James Harden guy. But to say he's not a superstar because he hasn't won, I think that's a cop-out. I think it's yeah. easy to say you haven't then, won. You haven't then, won. Then we have to – then, then Aaron, right now on the spot, come up with a new name to put the guys who actually have won at a higher list. Because to, to me, me, I feel like those guys deserve those guys deserve like if we're breaking down t- like maybe we just simplify the game and tear it up like we do on Fun and Games Fridays, which you can check out on Fridays, at 830 live here on Facebook, YouTube and that Twitter. A fantastic idea. I would love to do that. <laughs> we, we but we tear it up and yes. we actually we actually put definitions of these tiers because 
I'm not I'm not putting Harden with with to me personally. Maybe I'm too casual for this. I'm not putting Harden with Steph. I'm not putting Harden with LeBron. I'm not putting him with KD just because those guys. And that's that's what it is. That's what it should be. Rough Cut is coining this right now and putting it out there right now that there's superstars, there's stars, and then there's like the Paul George tier. Okay, how about that? No, no, no. See, I see. I disagree with that. To me, when you got guys like Katie, LeBron, Steph, those guys are elite. Those guys are the top players in the Not league. Sure I mean, and, yeah, and that percentage is so small. Okay, that's going to be a small group of players. You're you're mm-hmm. one percenters. Then you have superstars. Superstars yes. are guys that are either on the cusp of be trying to join that elite group, or guys that are like the main guy on the team, like Damian Lillard. He's a main guy on a team. He's a great player. Like nobody's going to deny Damian Lillard, but he's not at LeBron's level. He's not at Steph's level because he hasn't won. He hasn't been able to carry a team. And I think those guys, those are, those are superstars, but they just haven't been able to get over the hump. And I think there has to be that delineation, that separation of those two guys, because it's not fair to James Harden to compare him to LeBron James. Yeah. It's not fair to James Harden to compare him to Steph Curry because he hasn't won. But to take away from him and say, well, he's not a superstar because he's never won. That's really false. He's one of the greatest scores that the NBA has ever seen. And I'm not a James Harden. 36 points in a season, bro. (laughs) Yeah, so I I just think we have to be careful when we kind of separate those. Um, But you guys did a really good job of explaining the tiers, like the Kyrie. Or I I think you guys did a good job of explaining that. I just wasn't happy with being on the fence on whether James Harden is a superstar. I was never on a fence there. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Sorry. And my my last point is I want people who are – who are watching this Milwaukee Atlanta game to not forget. And I know that it sucks without Giannis and Trey, first of all, shit game. Okay. Nobody wants to watch this game, but it's playoffs. So we have to, but should we watch the I think, instead? I think, I don't know. I know Brooke Lopez got off to a good start. I don't know where he's at now. Cause I'm on here, but I think people forget that Brooke Lopez in his Brooklyn days or New Jersey days or whatever they were. He was an all-star center inside the paint before he started learning idea. how to shoot threes. So I, I'm glad I looked like Budenholzer went back to that. He was being aggressive down low. I think that was going to be a huge factor in this game. And I know AJ loves the, the comeback story of the, the Atlanta Hawks. But let's be honest, that was with Trey Young. And they don't have Trey Young. It wasn't with Trey Young in last game when they were winning without him anyways. And they had no, 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 Don't go there. Don't go there. First of all, they were already ahead by 12. Okay, they were ahead by 12 when um, Giannis and them got hurt and started coming back. And then they just extended the lead after Milwaukee was devastated. They were up without Trey already. That's what I'm saying. They were up with Trey. No, no. Coming back from 20 with Trey is different than coming back from 20 without Trey. Again, if they're up by 20 in the third without Trey, it's a different story to me. But that was in the first quarter. I don't care. I don't care about first quarter leads, bro. I have watched too much basketball to be where I, I'm, I honestly know. I know that I have seen more comebacks from a first quarter lead than I've seen people lead wire to wire. So what's the score right worried. now? 57-46. And Brook 57-46 with two minutes left to go in the second. Brooke, Brooke Lopez, Lopez, by the way, points. 16 points. He's seven for eight from field for the, from the field. I would assume that's, many, yeah, from the field. And how many for one and three points. Okay, so we're taking one points. three. That's perfect. He's a plus 13 if that counts for anything. It counts for a they, lot. And, and that's exactly that's exactly what I was talking about. They had to bring him and have him play an inside game. I don't know if he can do inside and out, uh, and he hasn't had to. They've put him down low and let him play next to Bobby Portis, and it's getting that size and making it a little bit difficult. However, Aaron, however, quit checking your text messages. <laughs> you bum. <laughs> However, I'm back. If you look on the hawk side, uh Bogdan's at, at double digits and waiting on Lou Williams to get up, and Kevin Herter hasn't done anything. He's played 16 minutes with zero points. That's that's your spade right there. Hey, that's when you uh, have to figure out how to get going. What's the combined field goal percentage between John Collins, Kevin Herter, and Danilo Gallinari? What are they shooting now? They started uh, 13. John Collins is one for three. Who else did you say? Danilo and Kent and Herder. So 0 for 2 for Danilo. Herder's 0 for 3. Capella's 0 for 0. I think you're looking at the only one. I think you're looking at the wrong stats. 
Wait, you're talking about three pointers. Three points, no, right? Field goals. No. Just oh, field sorry. Goal. I thought you said three pointers. Okay, so two for nine for Collins, two for three for Capella. Uh, Herder's 0 for 5. Gallinari is 1 for 4. So they are and 3 Bogdan, for... Bogdan is 4 for 6. So between Herder, John Collins, and Danilo, they're 3 for 18. That's not going to yes. cut it. They got to start shooting the ball right, better math. in order for the hockey. That's cool. Quick math. That's cool. Quick math. That's, what, that's what Nate McMillan in the locker rooms for at halftime. Yeah. True story. Uh, game's far from over. Yeah. And, it, and if I mean, we're going really the, deep into stats, the Hawks are 39 uh, shooting 39% from, from the field. Okay. That's not I'm good, Bob. Right. That's not good. Not good. That's not good. Well, did you guys, did you guys finish good, up the Suns talk? Uh, we, we were, we were, we were in the Suns talk. We were in the Suns talk when you, uh, when you hopped on. I have a question for you guys. Is Chris Paul a top five point guard all time? Of all time? Yep. I can't answer that. I question. believe he's right around five. I believe he's right around five. And I, Who's I your four say, above him? Oh my god! Oh my god! I mean, Getting Magic's down at to the it. Top. Magic's at the top. Um, Isaiah Thomas is in there. Steph might be in there for me, and I know he hasn't accomplished. Well, then again, <laughs> um, oof, who's the other one? There's a guy. People say Oscar Robinson, but I'm not. I. I don't really feel that. Like, I don't really feel that. I really have to think about my fourth, my other guy. Um, I mean, you could, if for, for answering, I, I mean, Steve Nash, I mean, John, like I could put AI in there. Like that's hard. AI has a shooting guard. Sure. He don't count. I mean, so, so the, the reason this question, the, point <laughs> the reason this question is brought up because I feel like Chris Paul is disrespected at the point guard position still, even being as successful yeah. as he's been. And this year going to the finals, I don't think he's given enough credit for the intangibles that he brings. And mm-hmm. I know people don't like when guys switch teams, but that's the climate we're in today. And I think it boosts, I think it bumps him up for being able to go win and with the Clippers who had never won to go win in yeah. Oklahoma city to be an injury away from being in the finals and beating probably the greatest damn team ever in the Golden state warriors. Had he not been hurt um, in the Western conference finals and, and then now doing it with the Phoenix suns team. That's really young. And Chris Paul is in my top three. And I, I I've what been hearing saying? a lot of people, I've been hearing a lot of people put them at five, six seven which is fine you know it's like splitting hairs but i think you go magic i think you go john stockton and i think right after that chris paul is right there and and i just i want him to win now because I, yeah he gets you gone <laughs> gone no words <laughs> bye-bye no bye-bye. words no words he wants him to win because if he gets that championship People will stop putting the disrespect on his name because so many people only care about the rings at this point. It's amazing to see that Jordan won six. And after that, I was like, well, if you're not winning rings, clearly you're nothing. You know what I mean? Like, you know, they still roast Charles Barkley, but they still call him one of the greats. I don't understand why it's so hard to do that. With, I think with rings the, matter, though. I think they that, do I matter. Think, they do matter, but they shouldn't be fine the entirety of a legacy. I think I think again it goes back and hold on let me answer this question real quick. Free throws are kind of like penalty shots in hockey. If someone takes a yes. penalty, you go to the free throw line and you shoot a basket. You shoot at the basket and hope it goes. Basket, all yeah. that kind of stuff. Got it. Um, it just happens way more often in basketball because yeah, it's not it's a it is sport. it is the form of penalties in other sports. So, uh, right. but I wanted to I wanted to bring this up. So there's this we- there's a website I found for uh, for the most recent rankings of like the top point guards of all time. And wow, this is weird. Magic Johnson. Yeah. Steph Curry. Is Steph a point you can uh, Steph I is thought Steph would be a point guard. I thought Steph was a shooter. Okay. No, He's no, a I, shooter. I, I thought I, I thought I, you I, would have mentioned Steph before though, like before Chris I did. Paul. I mentioned okay. Steph. He Stop. did. I did so, not. So Magic, Steph, Oof, Steve Nash. Hell no. So uh, this is just a website. I'm just going off of the most recent point guard rankings that I found on the Googs. Okay, relax. Magic Johnson, Steph Curry, Steve Nash, Walt Frazier, 
Isaiah Thomas, Oscar Robertson, and then CP3 at seven. And no John Stockton? John Stockton. Oh, so Russell Westbrook at eight. Bob <laughs> Cousy at nine. John Stockton at 10. That oh list, I don't, I don't know who wrote that yeah. list, but that's blasphemy. Hey, just find a way just, to report that site, though. <laughs> it was, it's it was fake. made in, it was made in the most recent one. I wanted to make sure I got it out. Uh, that the Bleacher what, Report uh, has one too. Bleacher Report list. has one too, but it wasn't. It Aaron, wasn't you seem as to have an issue with the Steve Nash. What's the what's the Steve Nash issue? Oh, the most overrated point guard ever. Now he's good. Don't get me wrong. What? Wow. Listen, listen, listen. I'm just, I'm being sarcastic when I say most overrated ever. But he's rated so high. Listen, this guy, he's a, he's a good, he was a great point guard. But to have him over guys like Chris Paul, he shouldn't even be over guys like Jason Kidd. He played no defense. He was never a, a really. He's a Canadian. <laughs> he had like three years where he averaged like 18 points. Other than that, he was like a 14 points per game score. He wasn't a good rebound. He was an excellent passer. He shot a good percentage, and he could drop dimes. And first of all, if I hear anybody, and I just saw the comment pop up about MVP Steve Nash, he got two of them and didn't deserve either one of them. I have never seen an MVP in the NBA that averaged 18 and 11. Chris Paul has done that his whole career and never won an MVP. So I don't want to hear anything about his MVPs. He wasn't the MVP either year that he got awarded them. That would never happen in today's game. It's absolutely atrocious. That right there, though. That right there, though. And I'm not even talking about the MVPs. I'm talking about how you mentioned he played no defense, this and that, so on and so forth. In Steve Nash's day, there was much more of assigned roles than there is now. Because as time went on, yeah, if you were a point guard, you were expected to shoot and pass. That was about it. Like, yeah, you wanted to play defense, but you knew that was a liability. You had the big guys for that. That's when the game was the tall people were down low and banging bodies. You, you I, I mean, how much defense did AI play all the time? AI is not a much. point guard. He's a shooting guard. AI is a damn point guard, bro. <laughs> AI is a point guard, bro. Yeah. He's never been a point guard. AI, he's, AI has never been a point guard. He's always been a they shooting guard. They had Eric Snow, so they liked their backcourt together, but... AI was a damn to point guard, point, bro. To like, your point, to your point, you talk about not playing defense or not expecting defense. Chris Paul, nine-time uh, all-defensive yeah. player, led the league in steals six, six times. It's guys John like Stockton. that that changed it over, though. But, it's so guys my point, like Chris John, Paul that brought that No, 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 no. John Stockton led, led the league in steals damn near every year, leads the damn world in assists by a large margin. Jason Kidd was a six-time all-defensive player. The point guard position that played defense prior to any Steve Nash or Chris Paul or any of that stuff. That is not true. Isaiah Thomas was a really good defender for being so small. Don't don't shortchange him and give this to, to Steve Nash. You made fair point. And, hey, J- John Stockton. John Stockton is the all-time steals yes. leader yes. in NBA history. exactly. So that sounds like good defense to me. All-time steals and all-time assists. Uh, he was kind of opportunistic. <laughs> Come on, Power bro. of Google, by the way. Power, power of Google. Hey, AJ, oh, Google. Man. The, one, the one I didn't have in my list was Steph Curry, and I know it sounds stupid, but don't get me wrong. Steph Curry is in a list all by himself because <laughs> he is a point uh, guard. By position, he is a point guard, but he does some things that just nobody can do at that position. So I have him separate. It's almost like LeBron. Technically, LeBron handles the ball as much as a point guard does what point guards do, but I can't put him in the point guard category because it wouldn't be fair. Fair True that. True that. You know, I mean, I magic. (laughs) (laughs) Magic was like the 80s LeBron, but it's all good. (laughs) He he was. He was. I I found a more recent li- another recent list, but it also has so it's Magic, Steph, uh, Oscar Roberts Robertson, Jerry West at four, <laughs> Steve Nash at five, and John Stockton at six, and CP CP three is tied where, at six with them. I guess it's from this list. Where do you where do you put where do you put uh, Jason Kidd, Aaron? Uh, so I have Jason Kidd over Steve Nash, and part of it is finals winning um, and leading a team, but a lot of it was defense and rebounding. He, he just brought more to the table for me. I have Jason Kidd seven-ish, Steve Nash like eight, nine, ten-ish, like right after. They're, 
it's to me there's a gap there, but the gap isn't so big to where if somebody puts Steve Nash yeah. over him. I'm like, I might call you crazy, but it's not. Let's uh, yeah. let's let's book that. Let's book that for tomorrow's show. We'll go back to we'll tear it up, and uh, we'll we'll tear up the uh, franchise elite and stars of the NHL, the NBA, and the NFL. Oh lord. Three hours show maybe tomorrow, I, guys. All right. Maybe I shouldn't put. Maybe I shouldn't push myself for that because then that would me require me to just get images of all these players. We'll see. No, nah, we'll do. We'll do. We'll do. We'll do. <laughs> I don't know how that's disrespect, Bailey. Steve Nash hasn't been into any finals. Steve Nash hasn't done anything that any of those other point guards haven't done. With less defense, with less uh, less of a skill set, I don't get how we can sit there and say that's disrespect. Can't put him ahead of guys that have done what he's done and more. It's fair. It's fair. All right, Aaron, last thing, last thing before we end the show. Sons are going to, this is what I, I was eventually going to ask AJ this, but now I'm going to ask both of you this since you're both here. If you're the Suns, who do you not want to play? The Bucks or the Hawks? Uh Obviously, the Suns are better than both of them, but who's going to give them the harder time? Obviously. Obviously. I think it's obvious. Well, first of obvious. all, first of all, if I'm the Suns, a healthy Bucks team, Giannis 100%, I don't want to see Milwaukee. Um, there is no answer. If, if Giannis plays his game, there is no answer for, for him. So, And I think that's when Milwaukee's at their best. So I would say Milwaukee if Giannis was healthy. However, I don't think Giannis is going to be healthy um, anybody who suffered a bone bruise, and this goes for Trey Young as well, a deep bone bruise, it's not the it's not the business, man. That could keep you out weeks. Like it's not fun, it hurts, and pain tolerance. But it's not just pain tolerance; it's, it's movement as well. Right now, I think Phoenix is in the position that they win either way because I don't think either team will be 100 healthy, and that gives the advantage to them. But I would say a healthy Milwaukee if if all things were equal. AJ. I mean, in the nicest okay, way, in the nicest way, got it. In the nicest way, that's like a cop out. In the nicest way, because it's like if they're healthy, sure, of course, like yeah, the Bucks I are dangerous, you know. Uh, and I and I know, but I know what he means, and that's why I say in the nicest way. Um, I, I think I think you'll see a longer series if you play the Hawks with Trey Young. Um, the the offense is the offense of the Hawks is something that when it's on is scary. But that's the problem, you know. They they've been a little inconsistent, and they fought their way through some bad some bad games in the series. But I I think it's the Bucks as well. I mean, as long as Giannis is healthy, it's the Bucks. But if they're not healthy, I think the Suns run through them. I think the Suns would run through them. You, you know I, what I it is? That earlier. You, you know what it is? I think I trust Middleton and Holiday to be what they are more so than I trust yeah. like a Bogdanovich to, to be consistent throughout or a Capella or a Gallinari. Like I think I just trust the veterans of Milwaukee a little bit more. And I think that's why, but I do think Atlanta is a more talented team. And if they got things, I think if they got things clicking, that would, that would definitely give uh, Phoenix a fit. Fair enough. Fair enough. Thank you, gentlemen. Actual. I appreciate you both. I appreciate you both. And you know that the fans appreciate you both. You want to stop stop with the Nash thing? He, he we're not changing his mind. It's not there's no change in his mind. Well, really, the comment you really should have brought up was, oh, happy Canada Day. That's the comment you should have brought up. Okay. That's the comment you should have brought up. I am American, sir. My brother and I had this conversation last night on which national anthem was the better national anthem, the Canadian national anthem and the USA one. And uh yeah, it was, it was a good argument. It was good talks. It was good talks. It was good. What was your answer? But what was your I, answer? I, I mean, I'm an American. Oh, okay. I played red, white, and blue. Okay. 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 I'm a damn American. Okay. okay. American national right. anthem, much better than any other <laughs> national <laughs> anthem. Okay. I mean, but really, the Canadian national anthem is dope. Okay. That's it's a sick national anthem. Hey, but real talk, what was the funniest moment of last year was when they tried to incorporate the black national anthem into the NFL stadium for that one game or one week or whatever it was. Hey. Absolute trash. Not sure why you they know did that. You know many how many friends I lost over that though, <laughs> Bruh. Oh, Bruh. some people showed their true colors. I was like, oh, why? Thank you. I've been meaning to clean Your out my social media group. True colors. Mm. Mm. Sorry. Also, 
Also, we, we never came out and said, hey, guys, this is the Black National Anthem. Y'all can't just assign a race a national anthem. That's not <laughs> right. how that works. Right. Because <laughs> we sing the song a lot. That's like taking old hymns from back in the days of Massa and saying, this is your national anthem. You can't do how that. Do you, hey, how do you know my national anthem wasn't uh, F the police? You know that's not my national anthem. <laughs> NWA all day. <laughs> we know they like national that, anthem last season. <laughs> I plead the field. <laughs> One, two, three, four, field. Wow, what a great show. A great episode. A great show by us tonight. We got final countdown coming up in just a second. I'm gonna play that uh I'm gonna play that uh the Paul George injury, by the way, during final countdown. I have it pulled Ooh. up over here. I'll play that during the show or during the final countdown. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it it's gonna be pretty gross. But AJ, do me a favor and tell the beautiful people where they can follow us at before. Aaron, okay, I will. I'll tell the beautiful people where they can follow us. <laughs> follow us at the Rough Cut underscore Sports on Twitter, and follow us on Facebook at the Rough Cut Sportscast. Just leave that like. That's all you have to do is share that shit. And on Instagram, go on the gram. It's at the Rough Cut Sportscast. And we have a big YouTube push, baby. It's the Rough Cut Sportscast on YouTube. For some reason, the Rough Cut Sportscast was not available. But you know what you need to do? It's subscribe. That's all it is. It's pretty simple. You tell your mama, your daddy, your brother, your sister, your cousin, your auntie, your uncle, your nephew, your niece, your twice-removed cousin that you don't like that you see once a year and you have to smell him because he smells disgusting. You tell all those people. You tell them all. Okay? Okay. You tell you tell, tell everybody. Who? Everybody. <laughs> and of course, well, we are brought well, to you by Halftime Sports Collectibles. We are brought to you by Yeti. You go check out that Yeti link on our Facebook page. Help support the show. <clears throat> and of course, we still got the beautiful merch on sale. You can check out Made by Milani. The link is also on our Facebook page. And get yourself some rough cut swag. You know, we got shirts. We got decals. We got tank tops. You head on over there. You buy your merch. You support the show. AJ, any last words? Nah, I'm Gucci. <laughs> Fantastic. Aaron. No, I came in, I came in hot. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll cool down a little bit and get in here. So final countdown. Got it. Got it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow we go live again. Facebook, YouTube, and the Twitter sphere at 8.30 p.m. Eastern time for Fun and Games Friday, which apparently we're going to be breaking down some tiers, who the real superstars are in the league, who's the elite of the elite, and who's just eh. Tomorrow, 8.30 p.m. Eastern time live on Facebook. Check it out. Until then. Adios, turd nuggets. What you give me that look for, homie? <clears throat> Tomorrow at 8.30 p.m. live. Check it out. On where? On, I said it on YouTube. Facebook, YouTube, and the Twitter. On YouTube, YouTube man. Facebook. On the word YouTube. is YouTube. Did I say Come just on, Facebook? Man. You yes. said Facebook. I feel shame. If I'm saying any one social media in, in, in specific, in specificity, it's not a word. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, a great speci word. Speci specificity? Specificity, okay? YouTube is where it's at. Go check us out on YouTube tomorrow, 8.30 p.m. live Eastern time. Until then, see you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here.